Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. This is episode 75, and today I'm sharing about maternity leave, manifesting, and making space for what's ahead. So first, my maternity leave for the podcast is here. This will be my last live recorded episode for a while. And I feel like we've been coming in for this landing but I haven't known exactly when it would happen or what it might look like. But in the last week or so, I've gotten a lot of clarity around work and the podcast and life and just so many things. And it just feels like wrapping this up now before the baby has arrived is what feels good. And I'm currently 35 weeks pregnant, so we're getting pretty close here to the end. And there's just a lot going on in my work and in my life, and it just feels like the right time. Something we talk about a lot here is, you know, trusting your intuition and listening to those little nudges and not making decisions until it is the right time for you, basically, when you are ready to take action. And I'm feeling that way now. So what that means is that that series about motherhood and identity that I would have been talking about that I'm really excited about, that's on hold for now. But I have a feeling that it's going to come back around whenever the time is right. I did reach out to quite a few amazing interviewees and people who I'd really love to have on the show. And, uh, you know, the ego mental part of me is like, ugh, I dropped the ball. But, you know, we can't force things that aren't a fit. Or when we do try to force things, it just doesn't work as well. So, It felt like a force, and it didn't feel easy and fun, so I'm not doing that right now. But what I am doing coming up here on the show is I've curated 11 of my best and favorite episodes to reshare with you. I know that like listening to podcasts is one of those things that everybody has a different approach, but I really like it when a show reshare some of their best episodes because then I don't have to go through and listen to all the archives. I can just listen to the ones that they pick and that seem to the listeners and to the show to be the ones that I might like best. So that's what I'm doing for you while I'm out. And these will be a mix of solo episodes as well as interviews from the past year and a half since the show started. So speaking of the very first episode of the show, it aired on April 23rd, 2020, and it was titled, How to Cultivate Calm During Coronavirus. 
And in some ways, it feels like we are back where we began with the COVID cases surging and the variants and the Delta. Here in Austin right now, in this exact moment, the ICU beds are reaching capacity again. And even though we, my family, my, my husband and I and our nanny, we're all vaccinated, it's hard not to feel an eerie sense of deja vu with so many things being unknown and also like a little bit of whiplash like that a lot of us, so many of you, I'm sure, had this feeling that fall and this end of this year was going to be different. And now everybody's kind of buckling in and saying, oh gosh, like what is happening? What is next? And it's really hard and really triggering. In my family, we have one child entering kindergarten next week and we're expecting a baby next month. So there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unknown around the corner. And it would be really nice if we, quote unquote, were returning to normal instead of returning to this place of not knowing what's going to happen and, you know, family members messaging us and calling and saying, what are you going to do? What's going on in Austin? You guys are hitting the national news. (laughs) Um, So it's been, you know, it's tricky, but I am doing some things to cultivate calm during this time. And I wanted to share a few to hopefully inspire you to create a few anchors of your own, things that you can return to to help you connect to that sense of calm and peace within as we navigate what is, again, something that we don't know what the future holds and we're not sure what's happening, but COVID is still here and it's still very much a a health concern for communities worldwide and certainly um, close to home. So here's the, the first one for me is be in the moment. So not in the past where it's been a little rocky and not in the future where we sometimes can borrow trouble, but like what's really going on in the here and now? And some suggestions and ways to get into the moment are to use the senses that you have. So what do you see, feel, touch, taste, smell? What is happening right now that you can focus on, appreciate, and even enjoy? What What's at your fingertips? Another thing that's been a big anchor for me is doing what feels good. This has been a focus of mine through the summer, and I know I'm going to carry it forward into the fall season. So it's a bit of an affirmation and just, like I said, like an intention or an anchor, but I'm really prioritizing taking care of myself and doing what feels good. A few practical, applicable ways that I'm doing that is by taking baths, taking naps when I can, staying hydrated, reading more fiction, giving myself permission to just check in throughout the day and ask what would feel good right now. And it can be small things. It doesn't have to be these like big sweeping changes in your life, but just really checking in and doing what would feel good right then 
can just support your nervous system, your emotional body, your mental body, all of these different pieces of you do benefit from unconditionally doing what feels good, right? Like not like saying, oh, well, you get to do something that feels good after you do X, Y, Z. Like this is without, this is carrot free. (laughs) This is without like trying to trick myself into doing something. This is really just focusing on doing what feels good in the moment. Number three is journaling. So writing in my journal has always something that I come back to. And lately it's been a huge source of calm and comfort. Um, A few weeks ago, I guess it was two weeks ago now, my friend Christy Lepley from Ambitious Soul Co., she and I went to Miraval here in Austin and had this amazing little retreat time together. Miraval is an amazing resort here in Austin, and they offer these experiences like sound healing and yoga nidra, and they have an incredible spa. We both bought crystals. They, we hung out at the pool and we even did a session there called Meet Your Spirit Guides, which was incredible. It was so, so good. And mine, my spirit guide, who is really in, in the session, what I received, it's just an older version of me, an older, wiser, grandmotherly version of me. And she told me to sleep to journal and drink chai. (laughs) So pretty simple, straightforward advice, but definitely all things that feel good and have brought me calm. And when I'm journaling now, it's not out of pressure. It's not, you know, I'm not even setting an eight minute timer like I usually do. I'm just writing when I can, receiving what I can, and it has felt amazing. The, um, I do, I've done hypnobirthing with both of my last two pregnancies and births. And so this time around, that's definitely something that I'm doing again, but I've felt a little bit like I'm not giving it all the attention it deserves or like not practicing enough. And I haven't visualized my birth enough and da, 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 da. Like my mind is like, you're not doing enough. Right. (laughs) So, um, the other day I was journaling and it just flowed through me to write out how I envision the birth unfolding this birth. And it was, it was so amazing because it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I need to set aside 45 minutes to, to make my birth plan and write out my, my ideal scenario. It wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't forced. It just kind of came through and the kids were sleeping and I had coffee and it was this lovely, lovely moment and time to connect with this baby and this experience that we're going to go through together. So it was great. You know, so journaling has been a really wonderful source of calm and support for me over the last several weeks, for sure. And then number four is to say yes. So this is another one of my big takeaways from our time at Miraval because everywhere we went, the staff said yes to any requests that we made. (laughs) So basically, you know, people would ask like, oh, do you need anything? And we would say, yeah, oh, can I have this? Or can I have, can I change my smoothie to this? And every time they would say yes, Um, which really that energy just felt 
so good to be on the receiving end of it that when I came back, I really wanted to offer that to my family, to myself, my children, and my partner, my husband. So it's not really about people-pleasing, but more about going with the flow and being with what is and not trying to control things so much. So like if my daughter wants to go outside for a few minutes, but that's not what I had planned, I'm really just saying yes. And it's felt really good. You know, I'm not perfect at it and I don't always remember to do it. It's not my natural tendency. Um, but I'm even like working on ways to avoid saying no, you know, maybe it's, it's just a, a small shift, but it's feeling really good. And if you're interested in that idea, but kind of not sure how to put it into practical life, There's two very inspiring books that I would recommend. Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes is amazing. And so is The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Very different life paths, these two individuals, but both of the books are around this idea of saying yes to what comes to you and what others bring to you. And they're both amazing audiobooks. I listened to both of them. So just a few more things on maternity leave, since that's here in my front and center. Summer and Flow, my eight-week group coaching and virtual retreat experience is wrapping up. We had our final coaching call yesterday, or I guess by the time this airs, Tuesday. And it's really been so magical and transformative in ways that I certainly intended and then in other ways that I didn't really expect. But everyone who joined this experience, Summer and Flow, was also in Magical May, which was really neat because everybody was already connected and those relationships just deepened. So we had our coaching calls on Zoom each Tuesday, and then we spent time talking through ideas and questions and inspirations and overcoming life's hurdles, like the everyday things that pop up on Voxer, which is a group voice memo app if you're unfamiliar. But through this experience, everyone who participated found a deeper sense of connection to their intuition, and they were more calm through that summer season that we've been through, which has been a tricky season of travel and unknowns and reorienting with family and friends. It's just been a lot. So it's been really nice to have this anchor. And they also just found so much community with each other, even though the group itself has a wide range of ages and kind of stages of life. There was a lot of healing that happened through the community of sharing what's going on, what has worked for somebody, what might work for somebody else. Just the conversations that we had through these eight weeks together were really meaningful. And we explored eight different themes that I offered, ideas and suggestions and journal prompts, things to explore. And through it, everyone found alignment with all the many parts of themselves. So the mind, the inner wisdom, and everything in between. This experience, this summer in flow, has just really opened my eyes to, again, my desire to host more experiences like this in the future where they build on each other and you can join them over and over again. 
Or you can hop in when it feels good to you and take a break when you need one. But really just looking at connecting to intuition, intention, and inspiration over time and over the seasons and seeing it as a really important and integral part of your human experience here is it that's what i'm excited to offer like that's what i'm that's what i'm looking forward to when i come back from maternity leave as for one-on-one coaching that is on hold for now i just signed up my last client before baby arrives and so if you're interested in the retreat experiences or the one-on-one coaching, you can join the wait list and be the first to know when I'm back and taking on clients and offering experiences. So just visit the website, KayleenElise.com to get on the wait list or send me an email or send me a DM and I'll make sure that you're one of the first people to know. So I wanted to touch on just briefly making space for what's ahead, because even if you're not expecting a baby in the next few weeks, we have a shift in seasons coming. The autumnal equinox is ahead. The energy is shifting. The days are getting shorter now. And before you know it, we'll be in the fall. So I'm doing kind of two main things to make space for what's ahead. Physically, practically, I hired my friend Helen of Uncluttered Austin to help clear out the old items and physical things in our home to make space for the baby and just give us a sense of spaciousness in our home. And it is amazing how doing physical clearing really does feel so good and does make me feel a sense of spaciousness even within my body. So if you have ever thought of hiring somebody or have wanted to explore that, I highly recommend Helen or just um, a few book resources that have really helped me in the past are Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo, And also, maybe a little lesser-known book, but Simple Matters by Erin Boyle. Both are very inspiring, very encouraging, and offer helpful, practical tips on how to make space in your physical life. And then energetically, making space is super important as well. When we were at Miraval, we did a cleansing ceremony that felt like the emotional beanbag releases that I do with my clients. Or if you're a listener of Jess Lively's podcast or follow her work, that is something that that's a term she coined. But it's really this concept of emotions getting trapped in our body and releasing them with the power of our awareness and breath. And so in the cleansing ceremony, it felt amazing to be on the receiving end and also just kind of opened up something inside me that helped me realize that I'm in this phase of being on the edge of welcoming a new baby. My son is going into kindergarten. Fall is approaching. 2022 will be here before you know it. And so I'm really just leaning into letting go, releasing, and allowing as much as possible. So really just like opening up my grip on things and being inviting in that sense of spaciousness and ease that I'm kind of desiring all over the place. 
And this does have practical applications as well. So I'm clearing my calendar where I can, wrapping up the podcast like I'm doing. I'm spending time alone and with my intuition. And I'm creating space between myself and people who I might consider tricky. You know, those tricky people in your life. I'm just inviting in space and just taking less action in those areas of my life and overall just moving towards what feels good again. So having that energetic space, having that physical space, making space for what's ahead, all of that is in alignment with this deeper intention that I have to do what feels good. Before we wrap up this episode, I want to talk about manifesting because I've had a few magical manifestations happen recently from really small things to kind of big. And it's been in the form of lovely people coming my way, opportunities, things have just seemingly dropped into my lap. And something I've noticed is that the more I open my awareness to serendipity and abundance and manifesting, the more those things show up in my life. And this comes in seasons. This comes in waves and ebbs and flows. And so if you're in a position right now in life where you're like, nothing is coming my way, Kayleen, (laughs) I understand. I have been there. And the only suggestion or invitation I offer, if that's how you're feeling, is to just make the tiniest incremental shifts towards those energies of alignment and flow, of manifesting, any of it. Like extend your reach towards those things, but in the smallest ways. Because what our general tendency is, is when we notice that those things aren't happening, we feel this huge sense of lack and we really want like a big, massive action to take place. And sometimes that happens, but more often, incremental itty-bitty shifts towards those energies will give you a sense of momentum. But if you're in a space where things are kind of clicking and you are noticing manifestations, then I would suggest that you keep that momentum forward and that you spend time in appreciation and you really honor and spend time with the things that are coming your way and just say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So when Christy and I arrived at Miraval. The first session that we did was a manifestation meditation, which was at 8 a.m. It was so, like, it was just an amazing way to start. And in that meditation, a date came through to me that felt like I was receiving it from the baby. Maybe it's the day that they will be born. It's definitely possible. And I Instead of like gripping tightly to that, I really want to hold on to it loosely, gently, and just be open to that possibility. Um, I mean, I think every woman, person who is at the end of their, towards the end of their pregnancy, like wants to know exactly when the baby's coming. And so I'm just, I'm trying to be really calm and easy and gentle about that. But I have received that date more than once since then. Like it is coming to me that particular date. So it feels like the confirmation of something. 
And often with manifesting, we're taught to be super specific, super focused. And that definitely can work. It really has for me in the past. But another approach is to be gentle but clear, not wishy-washy. That doesn't work well, really, (laughs) at all. But open, calm, easy, but clear. And you can be specific without gripping. So in this particular circumstance, on that date, if the baby is born, that would be lovely. That would be so, so cool and amazing and magical and all the things. But if it doesn't happen, I trust that what's coming is even more aligned, is even better, and the best and highest for everybody and everything. So just having a little bit more of that open energy when it comes to manifesting, the feminine, the flowing energy can be really supportive if you've hit a wall with your manifesting or you feel like it's just not clicking into the place the way that you would like it to. It might be that you've been gripping a little too tightly, been a little too specific. And so I invite you to open your eyes, see what is coming to you, be clear and intentional about what you desire, but then also release it, let it go, let it flow. And another thing that will help with manifesting is sharing what you manifest and what comes through with a friend. It can be so reassuring and can really create some magical momentum for yourself. So if you don't have someone in your life who you feel comfortable doing that with, send me a message on Instagram. Send me an email. I'm hello at KayleenElise.com. And Let me know what's coming through for you, what you're manifesting. I would love to connect in that way, even as I'm out on maternity leave. So no matter when you're listening to this, if you want to send me a little note about what you're manifesting, please do. That would make me so happy. And if you're looking to get more into manifesting, if you are a newbie who's just starting out on this path, or even if you're just looking to get a jumpstart, and some inspiration and a little bit of accountability to getting back into manifesting, visit KayleenElise.com to sign up for my manifesting freebie. I'm offering a really cool experience right now. So check that out, sign up for it, and start calling in the things that you desire. Alrighty, friends, if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot share it on Instagram, tag me at Kayleen Elise so I can connect with you and appreciate you for sharing. And this is it. This is it for episode 75. I'm heading out on maternity leave. I will be back with fresh episodes at some point when it flows. And in the meantime, I hope that you enjoy the curated collection of replays that will be coming out each week. I am sending so much love, calm, magic, and ease your way. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.